Some stories around tech and business in general are entirely too predictable because, well, there are humans involved. And at the end of the day, there's just only so many ways for us to try and one-up each other. That said, when the story starts to involve a nonprofit, a holding company, a very much for-profit company, a multi-trillion dollar investor, and the whole thing revolves around the future of artificial intelligence, well, that's a cocktail for unpredictability that boggles the mind. And shockingly, that's exactly what we've gotten over the last 96 hours or so as it relates to its former board, current board, former CEO, and current CEO that, oh by the way, happened to be the same person. AI as a whole is obviously the story of the day, as can be seen in our last two weeks of topics alone. Yet as visionary, industry-changing, and quite possibly terrifying as the future of AI is, there are still humans at the core of its development. Humans in their own views on what's right or wrong, good or evil, or heck, just smart or stupid. The last few days have been a whirlwind, and not to cheat ahead, but I genuinely believe this story is far from over. But regardless, we're going to dive in and at least start to unravel the players, the chess moves, and both the near and long-term implications of how this appears to be playing out. Hold on tight, because this is going to be a bumpy one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Toscano. And we are here. We're not even supposed to be here. Let's just call it what it is. It's <laughs> Wednesday morning. This is all wrong. Um, yeah, today was supposed to be a Wednesday that's really more like a Friday, but Friday's Black Friday, so we were going to be sleeping. Um, but if anyone's figured out, we don't sleep much, and why should today be any different? Because... Um, I blame AI for the reason yes. that we're here. It's been at the forefront of our last couple weeks of episodes, but really, um, we couldn't have asked for a story this crazy. I almost said good, but really not good. Just crazy yeah. to come on the heels of two weeks of AI-based coverage because, I mean, we might as well just dive right in because the rest of the industry did. Um, Friday last week, so November 17th, um, the news broke to the industry, to the world, and allegedly to the person that it happened to. Right. <laughs> that um, OpenAI CEO Sam Altman um, had been sacked. Just um, th this took place over a Google Meet meeting, which the irony <laughs> of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to circle back in more detail, but it took place over a Google Meet. Microsoft is a multi billion dollar investor in this company and they're not even using teams that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say um, good stuff it's not all i'm gonna say but you know that's a lie but they love google workspace over there you know why um anyway um so friday the 17th sam is out out as ceo um board well, it was the company in free fall, industry in free fall. I mean, OpenAI, it, is, it would be hard to overstate the importance of OpenAI and the work they are doing in the AI industry specifically today. And if you don't know why, I'm going to simplify it for you real quick. ChatGPT. That's right. it. I, yeah, that's their big not, thing. Yep. Tons of people do not know to make that connection, but OpenAI in its two very distinct forms, is behind ChatGPT. Um, OpenAI's various products are behind Microsoft's basically entire 
AI play right now, as can be yep. very clearly seen in what came out of Microsoft's own conference in the last couple of weeks, what came out of OpenAI's conference in the last couple of weeks. Um, we're going to spend not much, but a little bit of time talking about the structure of OpenAI and why this has import. But real quick, back to the, the chain of events, as it were. Um, Friday, November 17th, Sam's out. You know, the board just suddenly too, yeah. Very yeah. suddenly. Sam had was out recording a podcast about some other person's podcast about the company either earlier that day or the day prior. He had no idea this was like that. A podcast obviously did not air at this point, but like he was out there doing his CEO thing when he gets the call, yeah. we need to talk to you. And he's out of a job, sacked from the company. So that's. That is not unheard of in tech, especially. Unfortunately, there's actually he's he's now a part of you know quite the fraternity of people that have been uh, right. removed from the companies that they man. But boy, howdy, this is one of the more interesting, mostly because um, there's normally a more clear why. I'm gonna do my best not to spend too much on this because we may never know. But this, the board, the four person board effectively came out saying you know that the communication had not been where it needed to be and in their minds um you know sam was not the right person to lead the company forward they lost confidence in his ability to, to lead the company forward never mind that he was the entirety virtually the entirety of the public facing face right of this entire move they had just had and what i believe and i feel many others do as well what really may have been the straw for them was because we talked about it on our last episode, OpenAI had their developer conference in the last couple of weeks. And it was abundantly clear that Sam viewed OpenAI's place in this market as the commercial platform for the broader AI movement to spring off of. Mm -hmm. They were going to be the app store of AI and this is where we're going to spend a couple of minutes talking about that structure I talked about, because when you talk about open AI, you could be talking about a few different things. Their org chart is special. <laughs> um, so open a the open AI that this board comprises is a nonprofit. There is a nonprofit entity that is open AI that was founded and designed to foster what they call the responsible development of artificial intelligence to not let, do not let just blatant solely consumer focused capitalism drive the development of artificial intelligence. So they wanted to have a steering nonprofit at the reins of that, that would, you know, promote the, careful and responsible development of something that we've talked about. I mean, again, all the Terminator jokes aside could be very dangerous. I mean, AI conceptually could be game changing for the world in a positive way. It could be in a large way. It's undoing the world that we know it at least. I mean, yeah. really this is, these are, this is a, this is amongst the highest stakes games in tech today. So many looked at that piece of the structure and say, you know, that's a good thing that that makes sense that there be a non literally nonprofit driven mm -hmm. guardrail put yeah. around this thing that should be just in some very key ways different from broader big tech. You know, we, we all know it. We listen to Microsoft say it. We listen to Google say it. We listen to Meta say it. We're going to be responsible. We're going to do what's right for the consumer. Your privacy is important. 
and then they just do whatever, do whatever they, they want. want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because their investors remain happy, the big arrow stays in the green, and they keep printing more money. And those two concepts, we've, it is well documented on the show, mine and broadly our belief that, you know, the free market and, you know, that, that, that is that competition that we talk about all the time does drive technology and in a broad sense, humanity forward. I'm not discounting that. But when you're talking about something with the, the breadth and the scope and the risk of the goal here, which is general artificial intelligence, GAI, oh, AGI, I'm sorry, artificial general intelligence, AGI, that is a big game that maybe deserves, not maybe, that does deserve more introspection then are we making our shareholders as happy as humanly possible and printing right. as much as humanly possible? So that was a big piece of the thrust behind having a non-for-profit board of directors and entity as a guardrail around this for-profit entity. So Sam Altman was not, what he is a CEO of is not that non-profit. He is the CEO of a very much for-profit company also called OpenAI. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some more differences between the two, but you know it, they are they are interchangeably in the vernacular. So when you say OpenAI, full stop, you could be talking about the nonprofit. You could be talking about the very much for-profit entity that um, Sam was was and we'll get to is CEO of, um, and the 770 some employees that work underneath him. So that four-person board felt it necessary to re- to release him from his duties on Friday, um, entering into a weekend of unadulterated chaos. There's just, there's no other way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> um, two different CEOs named within 48 hours, and we're not going to get too deep in the weeds. There's m- a ton of great journalism on this. Please, I encourage you to go read the whole thing, but we're going to do our best to keep this, you know, at least 20,000 foot. Two different CEOs over the weekend. Um, a massive uprising, no other way to put it, from the OpenAI employee base saying, bring back Sam or else. Um, There were several 5 p.m. ultimatums put out telling the board to step down, to reinstate Sam, step down, or else we're all walking. Going to go to Microsoft? (laughs) Well, that's just it. So that that culminated Mm -hmm. in a, you know, I guess I should say too, Microsoft is sweating genuine bullets throughout this entire thing. Because when this news starts to come out on Friday, their stock takes an enormous hit. Satya just spent the better part of their last conference telling everyone about how the entirety of Windows future is apparently built around Copilot and AI. And now their chief partner in making that happen is now effectively in corporate free fall. That's scary. Again, that's just... The, these are speaking of those shareholders being nervous. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So Satya then steps in from the outside and begins attempting to broker a piece. You know, Satya did an incredible job on several fronts. One of them was maintaining that corporate poker face that you just have to sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The most incredible of which I think culminated in the Sunday announcement that. Satya simultaneously looked forward to working with at the time named CEO Emmett Shear, the interim CEO, the second interim she, CEO um, of OpenAI. 
that weekend. Um, Emmett, by the way, again, not going down that rabbit hole, but former CEO and co-founder of Twitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not right. the personality I would think of as the first call to make to run the preeminent AI, AI yeah. research and development and commercial platform, especially if you know anything about the just the corporate situation at Twitch, either yeah, pre yeah. or post Amazon acquisition. But again, we're not going down that rabbit hole. So by Sunday evening, again, we've skipped over so much, but there's just there's already a ton of great coverage around this. If you really want to go deep on it, it's out there. But Sunday evening roll. By the time we get to Sunday, several of those 5 p.m. ultimatum moments have come and gone. The board is still allegedly holding strong. The employees are finger on the trigger, ready to walk out the door. And so we, we exit Sunday going into Monday effectively as Sam is still out. Emmett Shear is in his interim CEO. Satya comes out and simultaneously states Microsoft's, you know, how they're looking forward to partnering with Emmett and OpenAI to continue to foster their strong relationship. OPS, by the way, Sam Altman and Greg and um, I'm sorry, Greg Brockman and several other people from OpenAI um, are now going to come work for Microsoft and lead their new <laughs> AI research division. Oh, shocker. <laughs> and PSS or PPS. Anyone that wants to leave OpenAI and come to Microsoft is welcome to do so. Like, yeah, this is where I do want to briefly hit pause for a second. The insanity of this, uh, the, the the razor thin tightrope that that represents Satya walking as a public figure and CEO with a range of investors all waiting to watch what's going to happen to the linchpin of that company's forward looking strategy. Love you guys, OpenAI. Totally support whatever you're going to do. Emmett, can't wait to bro down. But by the way, we just bought a building down the street. We're going to move all of your employees into it and start right. doing it ourselves. That's it where we effectively yeah. en- entered Monday at. And yeah. that is just a shocking 72-hour turn of events. But and wait, then. there's more. Yeah. yeah. And then. well, But before we even get to the end then, Coming back to what Satya pulled off, even before the next bit, what we what 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 wraps up Monday is Microsoft stock takes off like a rocket. We're yeah. talking over sixty billion dollars in cap was developed by that chess move. Wow! Yeah, he, it's just he incredible. Knows what he's doing. Yeah. What we don't know, and I imagine they're. You know, I, I don't know. We're just going to leave it as I don't know. That was Monday. And as this story has taught us, nothing is set in stone <laughs> because by Tuesday, um, everyone's all excited. Sam Altman has, and I guess this is an important detail to point out also. Sam Altman was not just offered the a job at Microsoft, not even the job heading up a new division at Microsoft, although that is true. He was going to be CEO of right. that division. And if you know much about or much of anything about Microsoft's you know corporate structure, it is very, very intricate. There, I mean, obviously, when we talk about Microsoft CEO, you're typically talking about Satya Nadala, but there are several other CEOs within Microsoft. They're an enormous company. Right. Achieving that role is effectively being handed a job, a mission, and a warehouse of cash. 
and a yeah. lot of autonomy because yeah. you are given dedicated resources is the, you know, the, basically it is here, here, here's your pile of cash. Here's the mission. Go implement that as you see fit. You basically answer to Satya at the board. And of course the investors, like to the, the closest comparison I can make is Phil Spencer is the CEO of Microsoft gaming. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes Phil Spencer one of the most powerful people in gaming on the planet because he constantly wields that warehouse of cash to just buy whatever he wants. Which they've been doing. <laughs> Which yes. they've been doing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And this isn't and this isn't about Phil and what's going on over at Microsoft Gaming. But when you think about that level of power, mm. basically Microsoft bought was in a position to have bought OpenAI for zero dollars. Yeah. yeah. For, for the salary of bringing that guy over, yeah. It, so. And more importantly, not for zero dollars, with zero regulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there is no universe that Microsoft could have attempted to buy. Now, they're, all, they're already a minority owner, mind you, but they could have never plopped down three warehouses of money and said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to buy OpenAI and just make it part of Microsoft. There, I, I cannot... I don't have much confidence in the regulatory system in this country that controls those mergers and acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Brief look over at what Phil Spencer has been able and allowed <laughs> to do. But anyway, um, I still believe there's no way that could have ever been allowed to take place because of what it would have yeah. done. So instead, the guy that everyone in the building would follow doesn't, doesn't walk out, but is sent to the curb. Everyone's ready to walk out behind him. And Microsoft basically opens up the door across the street and says, come on in. We've got cookies. <laughs> yeah. Doors unlocked. Here you that's, go. That's yeah. incredible. Already got your desk we, we set really up. Just, yeah. You could be forgiven for wondering if there hadn't been a plan hatched all along. Right. It is kind of yeah. like, <laughs> oh, you but, something happened over there? Let's come over here. Yeah. Right as that conspiracy theory starts to set in, though, so that that that's all happening Monday. By yesterday, Tuesday, everyone starts. There's no other way to to put it. Everyone starts to hedge a little bit. So if we leave Monday with this is finally over, Emmett Shearer settling in over, you know, at what's going to be left of OpenAI, Sam's, you know, picking out a desk over at Microsoft, and you know, deciding how many other desks he's going to need for how many employees are going to leave OpenAI. It seems like this is going to play out, but now at a more realistic pace over the coming days, weeks, months, years. Who knows? And then the hedging starts. Uh, In an interview, Satya comes out and says, you know, he's very excited about having Sam join the team, but also is open to Sam returning to OpenAI. And then Sam starts to echo very similar things, very excited about the opportunities and what's ahead at Microsoft. If the board would just step down, I'm still open to coming back to OpenAI. And the cracks start to form in this whole story. Which one is actually happening? Where are we going to end up? Right. Um, we leave yesterday seemingly with no answer to that question. Just more questions. And then I guess it's <laughs> some inside the pod. Eric and I had already chatted. We were going to step in and do this episode regardless this week. Um, mm-hmm. We had been playing with the idea of just taking one off. And then we're like, eh, you know what? This this is deserving of whatever little bit of yeah, color we can we add really to chat it. Chat about it, yeah. Stories at this level in our own industry, in your broader industry, of course. Um, don't 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 grow on trees. I mean, this is a Steve Jobs leaving Apple level event yeah. in a lot of meaningful ways. Um, so it deserves that conversation. And then shame on me, I went to bed last night because I wake you. up this morning 
at O Dark 30 as I do and start, you know, absorbing the night of news and events and planning out the day and the show. And then I come across, and I'm sorry because it is relatively early in the morning. I don't get a chance to deep dive it. I think they may have broken it, but I'm not 100% sure because they did find it then at other locations. Yeah. Um, a Washington Post article that Sam's back, baby. Like yeah. <laughs> overnight, um, mm-hmm. the OpenAI board has three quarters of it has stepped down. A new quote unquote initial board has been implemented. Sam and Greg are back. Sam again as CEO. Um, a larger board will be implemented over time. That was one of the big criticisms was this company is too meaningful, too important to have a four person governing body. That's that allows for this kind of discourse to infect just a, a less than handful of people. And real quick aside, it's not just the future of AI. It's not just the future of this company or even the industry. Billions and billions of dollars have been in flux over the last five days mm-hmm. as a result of this. I mean, just look at Microsoft stock between the, the Friday and Monday Delta is massive. And it's all based on news and conjecture. No tangible thing ever happened. A payroll never went by. Right. He was. Ne- he said, "Yeah, I'll go over to Microsoft," but they never signed any papers. There, had, there hadn't been time. It was over the weekend, right. so yeah. He never was- missed an OpenAI paycheck, more than likely. You know what I mean? But yep. tens of billions of dollars, effectively, what would have been hundreds of billions of dollars, were at play all over this. So when we talk about like the importance, when we when we spend maybe more time than we seemingly should talk about board members and board structures and org structures and who makes these calls that. That board exists to prevent this, Mm -hmm. this exact chaos. If the board was actually displeased with, and we're going to spend some more time talking about the, the, this is where we get more into conjecture, but the maybes and the whys um, here in a minute. But if the board actually was that concerned about communication, sure. um, That's not normally a reason you oust someone. You have a, you have a hard, fast conversation about it, but it's not normally a you're out, at least not at first shot. Um, but these boards exist to identify weaknesses or deviations from mission or exposures to the company or their shareholders. I mean, they exist to do a lot of things. That governance is real. But the reason you don't have four people sitting around that table is it only takes three people to have a weird day. And suddenly we have a, a, a valued at $90 billion company waking up in free fall. Yeah. So, I didn't realize they were rated or you know worth that much. That's, that's they're valued at ninety billion dollars. Yeah, and it happened fast. I mean, they you know Jeez. they just appeared on the scene and are you know almost a hundred billion dollar company. Not that much. I mean, how long has it been now since Chat GT Chat GPT year. like kind of came, uh, a year? This this is yeah. effectively its birthday present. Right. I mean, if you think about. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um. So it's very, very interesting to see. So the, the, all the names that you would expect are back. All the names you would expect to leave are gone. Um, like Ilya's off the board, but still going to be at the company. Like there's a lot of those moving pieces. But what I did want to, and this is still developing. This, this is all news in the last two, two and a half hours. I don't, as much as we all wanted to think even on Monday that, okay, this is just the way the world's going to be. And now we're just going to watch it develop. I don't know if this whole story is actually over yet. 
So we're going to see. So depending on when you're listening to this, could be more. Go out there and read it for yourself. Strongly recommend. No matter what, OpenAI as a company has changed forever. There's no way it can't be, right? Their relationship with With Microsoft has changed forever. Yeah. Yeah. If I were coming onto that board, one of the first questions I would be asking, and again, this is a tightrope, OpenAI needs Microsoft as much as Microsoft currently needs OpenAI is a very symbiotic relationship. But, and I continue to applaud Satya for the chess play, but now that it has played out this direction and he doesn't have his new CEO of his new AI research division, I... I would be as a in a world as scary as that would be where I was on this board. I would feel remiss in not interrogating further the question. So what you're telling me is at any given time, my this entire company could stand up, walk out the door, and just come work for you, and the door is open. Yeah. Like we are, we are, we are supposed to be overseeing a company that there is just this hair trigger over everyone that at any one moment. You could just say, you know, why don't yeah. you guys come work here now? And for for no money, you effectively buy our company. Like, yeah, I mean, that's scary. At, at that point, they're you know, they hold all the cards because they're basically saying, whatever you do, if you cross the line, we're done. We already have jobs yeah. at Microsoft. If you cross the line, right. we're out. Yeah. So total, you know, they basically control everybody by proxy that way because they can just. There's that constant threat of. We have no fear because we have some place to go. Do you? Right. So no. my fear would be, and again, I am not an expert on this board structure, any board structure for that matter, than the couple that I'm involved in. And experts probably a stretch there. Um, I'm a participant. No. Um, it'll be interesting to see what, if anything, comes out of going back to what this board exists to do and what the nonprofit of OpenAI exists to do, which is keep guardrails and reining in on this on this corporate entity and make sure that or help ensure that ai is developed by them responsibly and safely and for the betterment of humanity not just the betterment of open ai commercials shareholders right you know what i mean like that that's what they're there to do mm-hmm. has that mission been completely nerfed if at any if the board is there to be guardrails around the corporate structure if the entirety of the corporate body now has a loaded gun, point that board that says, do one thing we don't like, we're all walking out in solidarity across the street to go work for our minority owner. Yeah. And then you are all the- not a non-for-profit. No. <laughs> Maybe they are for tax purposes, but like the, the, the people that are supposed to be holding the power no longer have that power. And that is- it's no more concern. I'm not saying like this is a bad outcome compared to the other outcomes we could have gotten. I wasn't exactly thrilled about the concept of Microsoft in-house gaining that kind of power over the AI space. It was bad enough that they were effectively running it by proxy through their large stake in OpenAI to have the entirety of that body wear Microsoft t-shirts by next week. Yeah, That was not my ideal world for how this marketplace is going to be or should be developing from a competitive open market, free market perspective, but also just, again, Microsoft, Satya, their board, they are all governed by what's best for Microsoft, not no matter what they say is best for the world. Right. Hey, it's a different so, way to acquire a company, huh? If the- yeah. It's I a mean, scary it's way to acquire a company. <laughs> Yeah, that's I mean, that was wild. literally acquisition by attrition is what yeah, that yeah. represented. And that's 
terrifying. So bringing it all back to maybe, and this is now, you know, hard line. We are now entering full-blown conjecture territory. Um, thoughts on what led to here. Um, OpenAI is obviously developing artificial intelligence. Their goal is very clearly stated is AGI, artificial general intelligence, AGI. Mm -hmm. Um, a, a state of artificial intelligence that would in fact be able to perform genuine tasks superior to their human counterparts um, and grow and learn from there. Um, this sounds like the opening to a lot of bad science fiction movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, it could also be the opening to our obituaries. I mean, really? And I, again, I, I stay away from like the genuine jump straight to doom and gloom, but this is scary stuff because yeah. the more it develops, the more it becomes that much more apparent how few people understand any of what's going on at the core of these products. Um, yep. And I, I believe very little, yeah. very little. And very that's where my believed why, as far as where this initial fissure came between the board and Sam last week, perhaps started with their developer conference that happened a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. and Sam being on stage as the face of that company, making it abundantly clear that they were there and ready to be the commercial platform for the explosive growth of AI across the industry, the, that they were going to be the app store. They were going to be the storefront for artificial intelligence. I mean, and if your job as a board is to prevent the rampant unchecked growth of a product category, that would be in direct competition yeah, so to that goal. That, I mean, do you, are, you, are you thinking that that was kind of the impetus for what happened was he went up on stage and made that announcement and that hadn't been cleared with the board before he made that announcement. Possibly not clearly. Yeah. I, when, I when, when, when we, way. yeah, when we talk about issues with communication and things like that, um, you know, as CEO of that company, he can get up there and announce more or less whatever product he wants, except for that company is governed by a board that says otherwise. And that is, again, that is not a normal, it's not unheard of, but it's definitely not a normal structure. And this is one of the reasons why, because Sam is doing his job, getting up there on that stage and announcing products and driving, you know, interest and growth of the company and the space in which they play. But that whole mindset is in direct competition to we want to do this in a slow checked controlled manner to ensure that it is safe and for the betterment of humanity that is a hard line to walk and yeah. my belief is that there is at least a good chance that that is the root of that of that original fissure which was the board felt that this was now taking on a life of its own and a momentum that they could no longer check. Now was the correct answer firing your CEO over a Google meet with no preceding conversation. That is, I guess what I'm trying to separate is their premise, which is, Hey, is this getting away from us? They might be right. Like I'm not saying that point is necessary. I don't know, but they might've been right on that front. Maybe Sam got too far too fast. And his excitement about a product and a, and a platform that he really, truly believes in got a hold of him. And he made some sweeping declarations to the industry as a whole without the check of his board. That's entirely possible. So I want to take that premise and set aside as I could almost, if that's what happened, because we weren't there, if that's what happened, I could understand that being an issue for a board and their CEO. 
Yeah. Where I don't support the board is not getting your people together in a room and having the conversations. And if their feelings of, you know, if their feeling was they, if they felt incapable of having those conversations, they are, they are, if they're going to let him go as CEO for not being able to communicate, then it should have been a, a, a duly binding resolution. He has released a CEO and we all quit. And there's going to be a struggle. Like, because yeah. if a CEO and its board are simultaneously unable to have those conversations, everyone's wrong. Yeah, that's very true. But everyone yeah, has failed at their job. Yeah. They wouldn't want to give up their spots though. Of course not. They want to exercise but that, that but, power. Yeah. But that's where their premise is broken. So that's where yep. I believe that, you know, because I also don't believe, I don't know. I find it highly unlikely that Sam got an email that morning saying, please attend this meeting to discuss the future of the company. And he hit reject. Mm, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like the, maybe he did, but I just don't <laughs> think, so. I, I just genuinely don't think so. I, I think this was a knee jerk reaction by a board that didn't know what else to do. They got themselves whipped up into a fur around it, which a four person body is far more like, again, I'm not a fan of massive boards. I do think there's a, there's a right size based on the organization. You want to water it down enough that no small runaway faction can do damage to the company. Like this one did. You also don't want it so freaking huge that it takes, you know, it's like getting Congress to do anything. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I wonder, I, that's not even a political joke. Like getting enough people together to get a majority can be a challenge. And then you're stuck in a, you know, stuck in mud. Sorry, Eric. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I just wonder what the average size of a board is for a $90 billion company. Sure. And I'm going to assume it's not four people. I'm going to heavily, heavily, heavily suggest <laughs> it's not four people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's just kind of where we're at with this right now is we're kind of back to Friday with a new incoming board. Again, they're all talking about having a review done of what happened, but I'm sorry. When the people back in charge are the people that were fired 80 something right. hours ago, yeah. you're not going to get an independent anything. I, I'm sorry. It's, it's just not practical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Emmett said the same when Emmett came in. He said he was gonna he was going to one of his first initiatives was to have an independent review board, uh, an independent review done of the board's actions leading up to Sam's firing. The same board that just hired him. Sorry, that is not going to be an independent review. <laughs> There's no he way was happy that, that Sam got put yeah. back. Like I don't think he really thought he would be CEO well, actually that long either. I think he said yes and started thinking about the totality of his decisions. But yeah. right. oh no. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that that is where we are now here on Wednesday, November 22nd, just a mere five days, less than five days really, from when this whole thing popped off. Um Sam has gone from ex CEO to Microsoft CEO. Division CEO <laughs> to OpenAI CEO. Um Again. The board is being again to being the board is being completely restructured. Um, again, I think the biggest thing that maybe people are talking about it, again, I haven't looked yet. The biggest thing that I feel needs to be talked about is what how where does this leave the power structure of OpenAI moving forward? Because this we have seen played out in other companies. When the power structure is so I'm not saying it's the right answer for it to be wholly with the board or with the C level or with the or with the employees. That it actually needs to be a distributed power base amongst those people. You know, the CEO is there to 
represent to to manage represent the team and the company and the mission and draw and you know, you know, guide and direct the vision like that's what they're right. there to do um the employees are there to enact and implement that vision and the board is there to make sure they all do it within the goals and the and the the virtues of that company it seems like at any given time any one of those three could hold all of those cards if we're not careful yeah. again a, a, a mass walkout is a very, very, very powerful tool that they've now all demonstrated they're willing to use. Yeah. And again, that would be less toothy if it weren't for the Microsoft-sized gorilla in the corner where Satya's just sitting there saying, hey, doors open, guys. Mm-hmm. Anytime whenever. you want, come on over. Like, it's it's a kill switch. It makes so, you think it's like they're working on some feature that was like, we literally cannot let this go. Like you're working on this thing now that we can't like, and we need to like bring you over here to finish like, the job. All the employees yeah. probably yep. have NDAs already over there. Right. It's like that, that is very much, um, part of like the, the, the mythos of this whole story. I've heard that mm-hmm. from several places that Sam had made comments in the last few weeks that there had been a pretty major development at OpenAI That's obviously not been made public yet. It's right. not like one of their yeah. products or it's not been set on stage, but there was a thing. And again, going back to, you know, theories that I've heard circulated and I believe to a certain degree that going back to like if it wasn't I, I do believe like the the very very commercial posture of their developer conference was at least a component of the board's you know movements last week um but it may not have been the whole impetus I, I've heard talk of there was a development a discovery a major a major change they, they made something mm-hmm. and the discussions around what to do with that thing you know did they crack agi right. we don't know yeah. mm-hmm. or something that, that has propelled us ever closer to it we don't know but again going back to if the board's responsibility there is to ensure that that course is walked down carefully and safely and for the betterment of humanity and they have a ceo on their hands that's like let's get this over to the microsoft boys and start pumping some cash right that's a i'm not saying that that is a very very zero and one dichotomy i'm not suggesting that's there i don't believe that's sam's entirety for a minute but i do think he's obviously more commercially focused on his board yeah Mm -hmm. i mean look watch him on stage he's there to make products and put them in developers hands but the problem is the developers making these tools didn't make the tools they're using Mm -hmm. so they don't understand the implications of what they're making so it's sticky yeah, so I, maybe, I so uh, to your point, Cody, I do think there was a development. I do believe there was something that really brought this into laser yeah. focus for the board. The the fork in the road that they chose the wrong path down was to flex their muscles versus collaborate with their team. He reached the singularity. Another team That's was willing was. to collaborate immediately, right? You know, it's like it is kind of you know, I know that Microsoft's a big partner, but that they're just so easily like, oh yeah, just come over here. Like that seems like oh, the the Microsoft piece is yeah, yeah. The 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 Microsoft piece is the one that I still think when I talk about this story not being over, I think it's in two things. They've they've got something to announce. I don't know if it's tomorrow, next month, or a year from now, but they've done something, and what they're going to do with it is going to drive part of this conversation. But for better or for worse, the my biggest takeaway from all of this. With even with Sam back in the CEO's chair, the relationship between Microsoft and OpenAI is changed forever. Definitely, it can't I'll, not be. I'll make my crazy prediction. They're they're what they what they've done is they they've reached the singularity and 
they're only bringing Sam back in as interim CEO until ChatGPT um, can be taken over um, by the by their own AI. That their next CEO will be will, become, will, will yeah, be yeah. ChatGPT <laughs> with an AI board. <laughs> exactly. Yep. They're gonna they're gonna have a, a full AI board and an AI CEO and uh, yeah, and it's all it's all gonna be ChatGPT. It's just gonna be like four ChatGPTs sitting around a table conversing with each other. That's how the company is gonna be run from now on. Yeah, I'm got, I'm, I'm, with a top hat. I'm, I'm yeah. definitely, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely it. convinced it's some kind of feature. Like it has to be yeah. something that, you know, is too important to let go rather. Like obviously there's money, yeah. a lot of money. Right. And money. Microsoft but, knows about it and they yeah, want right, it for exactly. Copilot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. They want Copilot to be the only one that has it. So they yeah. were like, if we, if they don't want you, we're taking you because we need this feature in Copilot because it's going to. No, they, they believe Copilot is their yeah. They believe Copilot is their future. That the future of yep. Microsoft's product offering is to, in their minds is Copilot. I'm not saying that they could be. I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but that is that is abundantly clear. Going back to our episode last week, the mm -hmm. fact that they are investing the time and effort to bring Copilot yep. at a foundational operating system level to Windows 10 for the 20 something months it has yeah. left yeah. in its serviceable lifespan. That says all it is. That is not a small undertaking. That that is the clearest indicator. This is not just like the next thing for Microsoft. Microsoft is saying it's there now. Yeah, yeah they want and, all those people who aren't going to go to eleven to to still have that. Yeah. Yep. And what it means to Microsoft three sixty five and Azure and everything else. I mean, Copilot is at the center of all of that. Um, I'm still not quite convinced they figured out exactly how they're going to monetize it. Cause like we've talked about some of the Microsoft yeah. 365 yeah. offerings that include copilot are ruinously expensive. But then again, we've also talked recently about how AI is not cheap. Like the, the like every, yeah. every time you hit one of those prompts, you're costing someone Processing money. Power. Like, so yep. yeah. So like, and where, where to walk that line of the businesses that are probably going to carry most of the bill so that consumers can use it freemium, like for the most part, like, we've seen this bit play out over and over again across broader tech, right? Like we, we you, the earliest adopters carry yeah, the, for, the the front end of the bill and yep. And then yep. they figure out how to distribute those dollars and it gets to more scale and they can water down the pricing more. And then you get freemium offerings and all those things. Like we've, we've been here before with so many things. Um, but all of that aside, there is no doubt how important Copilot is to Microsoft. Um, because all you need to see is the direct and personal involvement of Satya Nadala in another company's internal dealings. Yes, it's yeah. another company that Microsoft's heavily invested in. Still, he he effectively took over as chief negotiator yeah. through this yeah. entire thing. That said, you don't see that happen very often. You know what I mean? That's just not a thing that normally takes place. That is all I needed for for Satya to get involved at the corporate level with OpenAI. And then if I'm if I'm harping on it, it's because I just can't stop the come one, come all mentality. If you can't do it over there, we want to make sure you're doing it over here. Holy cow, is that a gamble? Yeah. Yeah. Because and we don't know how that game was going to play out now because now that everything's quote unquote okay, what has that done to the long-term relationship? Right. Yeah. That's what, that's what I wanted to know was, you know, with him agreeing to go over there and then agreeing to go back, I'm going to assume that Sati was part of all of those conversations as well, of you know? So 
what what deals were made. Okay, I'm not going to be coming over there, but here's what you're still going to get because I'm going to be over still over at ChatGPT, OpenAI, whatever. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's something some kind of a handshake deal was made so that everything was going to still be cool across the board between well, Sam and Satya. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, the, 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 themselves one, one of the board members has remained, three of the four are out, one has remained, but they're they're basically restructuring the board. But I but that's where I keep coming full circle to is whoever ends up on this new board of nine or how many people end up on it, putting my board member hat on for a second, because I've been part of not the scale, but these tight proceedings before, part of your job is to observe and navigate the roadblocks to the organization. And that is just such a dichotomy that we're seeing where Microsoft is simultaneously <clears throat> one of the biggest drivers of how they exist. It's Microsoft's money that's sitting in their bank accounts. Yeah. But Microsoft has just demonstrated a willingness to disassemble the company at a foundational level if that's what it takes because it's not actually about the partnership. It's about the product that Microsoft's being given. And if they have to, they'll do it themselves, Thanos right. style. And yep, that that's is, volumes. Yep. that has to be scary to a board coming in to start unraveling whatever took place over the last week. It has to. Yeah, it definitely makes you think, oh, don't want to mess this up again. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, they, yeah. they've, they're, they're essentially just in fear mode now mm-hmm. is how they're yeah. going to have to run it because they've got to make sure that they don't step over whatever this line is that's been set up and have this all implode on them again because he could just yeah he peace out anytime he wants and he's got another that, job that, that's just it going, here. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly there you go cody that's it going back to the power the power problem and, and this is not meant as a shot at sam at all no, no. but i'm just saying but as a matter of practicality yeah. this board coming in has to know going back to walking on eggshells forget them ever having to worry about firing him they pick a lunch menu he doesn't like and he, they have now demonstrated the ability to walk out the door and every single employee of consequence there is going to follow him across the street to their mind, to, to their, to their largest investor. I just, I keep coming full circle back to that. That is a nearly impossible task. And what the, it is going to be so, unfortunately, if, if it doesn't kill us all, fascinating to watch the, the longer term implications of this, because as a, as a, from a corporate structure perspective, I just cannot begin to unravel the intricacies of this power struggle internally now, yeah. because for all intents and purposes, again, this is not directed at Sam, like Sam could just easily make the choice to do good, evil, or indifferent. I'm not commenting on what he would or might do. What he could do is effectively whatever he wants. Yeah. Really, at a very practical yeah. level, yeah. they hold all the cards. He's the the serve. You know, history is written by the victors. Yeah, who or still has his job? I left. Yeah, like I was back. Yeah. in a few days. Like <laughs> well, we're gonna do this. Yeah, see that sealed envelope in my desk? I pull it out, and this whole thing ends. You know what I mean? Like, and we start doing oh, it tomorrow yeah. for these guys. Mm-hmm. It, it, again, who yeah. knows? It could be the biggest nothing burger in the world. But that one element of this where does the power lie? Um, it's just, it's fascinating. Yeah. I, I, I can't yeah, help. Be, I'm, I'm really interested to see what the next, you know, 30 to 90 days looks like for them. Are they going to announce something big that we're going to know, okay, this is what was behind all of this craziness, or is it just going to be 
status quo for a while. And, you know, I don't know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where this all ends up because it's, uh, it was definitely a, an interesting few, uh, few days completely upset an entire industry and then reverted yeah. back to like, Oh, never mind. Within, you know, basically 72 hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, I will wrap up this bit of it as best I can here. Cause and if you haven't figured out, this is, this is the part of the story that I'm just remained completely infatuated with. We have three players here, right? We have a board that's being restructured. We have a CEO and his leadership team that were just ousted and then just walked back in as literal conquering heroes for all intents and purposes. Yep. And you have an employee base that has demonstrated it's effectively, you know, they never had to walk out. Let's clarify that. But on paper, their unwavering right. loyalty to mm -hmm. that leadership team. Yeah. I can't help but think about, you know, and maybe I'm going to get in trouble for some trademark here. I don't know. But I can't help but think about one of my favorite moments in Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. When Varys is telling the story about, you know, uh, was it the sellsword, the priest, and the king? And he asked, mm -hmm. you know, where does the power reside? And the moral of the story is, you know, power resides where people believe it resides. Right. So in this situation, watching this play out over, I, I think we're, there's more to come of this even in the yeah. next few days and weeks, but definitely over the coming months and years, opening eyes for the moment, at least not going anywhere. AI definitely isn't going anywhere. Microsoft's involvement is, or their cards at least are on the table. They're willing to play with whichever side gives them what they want. They know they need co-pilot. Really? Yeah. yeah. Their game is simple. Give us what we need. We don't care who gives it to us. So where does that power reside? We're going to find out. But for right yeah. now, at least, it's where people believe it resides. And it looks like that's firmly in, in Sam's leadership. Otherwise, it, the whole company wouldn't be ready to walk out. So yeah, yeah. that's certainly the way it seems. Definitely. So, well, normally we would wrap it up there, but as another happy accident of, um, you know, just, we weren't going to bother doing this just as a standalone, but since we're here anyway, in right. the hardest of right turns, true solid state style, um, it, it would be easy to forget that anything else is going on in the world right now. And there's plenty, don't get me wrong. That's actually a yeah. terrible thing to say considering mm -hmm. the world right now. Um, but amongst many other things, it is Thanksgiving week here in the US. And we did an episode a year ago talking about what that means to the consumer industry for better or for worse, a lot of worse here in the US. And that is this, this nearly mythological event known as Black Friday and its and its neighbor, <laughs> Cyber Monday. So I did want to bookend this one in, like, we couldn't talk about more, two more completely different topics. Um, one could destroy the world and the universe. And, you know, this one's about what's going to put a taxing on my credit card this week. But I apologize because I'm sure, oh, I know I didn't prepare either of you for this pivot, but we're obviously not going to do another full-blown Black Friday episode. If you're interested in our views on Black Friday, go check out last year's episode. They haven't changed for the most part. Eric, I know yours haven't, which is <sighs> if you want to give the, the, the two-minute re-explainer. Oh, sure. I just, I'm very pessimistic about Black Friday. There is a Black Friday now at least at least once a month, usually more. It's, you know, oh, Black Friday in July and all this kind of stuff from every company out there. I'm getting emails constantly about it. The deals that you get, on Black Friday are the same deals that you get the rest of the year. There's it used to be that you'd have a giant discount on one day a year 
where you'd get an amazing deal on something. Now it's the same deals that you're getting all the time. Um, there are the deals that are going on that started at the end of last week to the beginning of this week on Amazon and other websites are their black Friday deals. They're not going to get better on Friday. They're already there. Like it's, it's already happening. So the, the, the one single day of deals is not there. You're and you're getting the same discount that you're getting the rest of the year. Whenever they have a sale, this is the sale that they have. They're not discounting it anymore for you. It's the same sale that goes on all year round. So yeah. it, it doesn't, it doesn't, in my mind, it doesn't exist anymore. There are deals out there to be had right now, but it's not like you're not going to be able to get them three weeks from now either in the lead up to Christmas and then after, you know, if, and if not, and it definitely, if not very, very close, like there have been right. some, cause I, I do follow some websites that because anymore to, to actually build on your point, Eric, to actually find a deal takes a lot of effort. Yes. Cause you cannot mm-hmm. believe what's written on the page. You just can't. It is. I wouldn't say it's patently false. Obviously, these things are cheaper than their retail sticker. What I think is disingenuous is how they promote these deals. You know, a yeah. great example is, and unrelated to Black Friday in any way, I was on the Dell website yesterday um, working on a spec request for something we we're quoting for a partner. And I, when I, you know, we of course quote everything custom through Dell Direct, but I use their website as a way to make sure I don't miss anything. Yep. Um, so I'm on the website and there were a number of number of things. I'll pick on a certain laptop. Um, you know, you could, you could order yesterday, black Friday deal, eight ninety nine, right. discounted over 50% retail, nineteen ninety nine two. They're, they're trying to tell me that that laptop was retail $2,000. Now I'm sure in some ledger somewhere, the quote unquote retail price, of that laptop is $2,000. Yeah. I will tell you not a single minute since that laptop's launch has a person ever bought that laptop for $2,000. Yeah, the no most way. I've ever seen it go for is $1,299. And I mean, I would tell someone not to buy it for $1,299 because on almost any given day ending and why, they can get it for $1,000 to $1,100. Again, so in that situation, it was a solid $100 plus off from where I normally see it discounted. But don't sit here and try and build up some must buy it now forever because it's quote unquote over $1,000 discounted. That's disingenuous. You can't say, X percentage off retail price if it's never once been sold yeah. to a human for that price. Exactly. Yeah. It's just and that's that, and that's it in a nutshell across the board for everything. The prices yes. you're seeing are not the actual not real. The ones that are crossed out that you're getting a deal from have yeah. are, are almost never the actual price yeah. that you're paying for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the 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 thing that I guess my suggestion for all this with my pessimism is there's a plug-in for Chrome. Yeah. If you're a big Amazon shopper, there's a plugin for Chrome called, I think it's literally the word camel three times, camel, camel, camel. And for the love of God, please shop somewhere else besides Amazon as well. But sure. to your yeah. point. Yeah. But, <laughs> but they, they, that plugin shows you the price fluctuations of yeah. whatever you're looking at. So you can click on it and it'll show you the bar, the, you know, the oh, line awesome. graph of like, it went up to this and then down to this and then up to this and down to this. Yep. So you can tell, is this actually the lowest price it's ever been? And yep. it will tell you at a glance if that's the case. And and for most of the stuff on Black Friday, it's not. But that know. that's what I was getting at earlier too about having to do the research. Exactly. Yep. Like whatever price you're seeing, go give it. A, sometimes things are at or even more rarely below their previously lowest price. Yep. But is it 
$5 or $500. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, because that the crossed TV... out number is not going to tell you no. the actual number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will say for the most part, the prices you see this week are about as low as they get. Yep. But it's not, if you just don't do it. Now, I guess my biggest thing is don't make bad financial decisions. Yep. If you know you need a new TV in the next year because yours is dying, but it's just not the right time, you know, the cat, you know, cash isn't in the right place. It's just not the right time to go buy a TV. Don't let that sale be the driving factor where you yeah. be like, well, money will, might be tight for a couple months, but at least I'm saving an extra hundred dollars on the TV. Chances are you're not because save up your money for a few months. You'll pro you know, I, Come New Year's, you're going to be able to buy that TV for within a few dollars of yep. what it's quote unquote on sale for this mm -hmm. week. So don't let that hyper focus. This is the week of all weeks. There was a time now, don't mishear me. Never once would my, would my guidance be go put yourself in a bad buy financial position over a piece of consumer electronics. It's not worth it. Read a book. Just saying, like, <laughs> take care of your finances first. Yeah. But if you're actually out, there was a time where I would advise people, hey, if you're in the market, start saving up earlier in the year because you could save hundreds, if not more dollars this week compared to just about any other time of the year. But to your point, Eric, that's just not it the case anymore. anymore. Yeah over easily half a dozen, if not a dozen times throughout the year, there is insert sale here where the sub headline will be, you know, either matching its most, you know, matching last year's Black Friday price or $50 less than, because it's now it's an older yeah. device, right? Than it yeah. wasn't last year's Black Friday. Like it's just that imperative, the, the, the deals are so few and farther between where you're going to be like, this is the one time a year I can get this for this price and save a boatload. It's not that they don't exist, but do that research because they are maybe one in a hundred and that might be generous Yeah, to say it's that often. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of, you know, quote unquote deals that I've seen where I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's, that's a pretty good price for that. And then I've looked on that camel, camel, camel thing and it's like, oh, okay, that's the same price it was three weeks ago. Right. You know, okay. It's still a deal. You know, and yeah. there are times where the price does go up, where you'll go on Amazon and the price will be higher for that, whatever that is. Yep. But if you just wait a week or two, it goes back down again. And you're very, like you said, within dollars. So yep. I'm a little pessimistic about the whole thing, but. Yeah. Well, my other PSA associated, the whole thing I talked, you know, I made the joke, you know, please don't put, you know, go. It, Amazon's fine. Just don't buy everything from there. Distribute yeah. your dollars a bit. Mm -hmm. But my, my big PSA is really going back to doing research. Um, know who you're buying from. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, yeah. setting aside the mom and pop versus big tech giant versus all the in-betweens. Like, I don't care if it's a one person warehouse or Amazon, just know who you're buying from. This time of year is unfortunately rampant for identity theft and credit card theft and just, you know, lost... Dollars are hard enough to come by. Don't hand them to the bad guy. Right. Just yeah. slow down. Definitely. If that deal in your inbox looks too good to be true, it probably is. Look to see where that email came from. Just slow down because unfortunately, the quote unquote legitimate companies are using the same tactics right now that the bad guys are, which is get super flashy stuff in front of your face, making it seem like you have to make a choice right now or else the deal of the century is going to be gone forever. And that same tactic that Amazon, Walmart, you name it, is using to get you to hit buy now on that you know new whatever is the very same thing a bad actor is going to use to get you to quote unquote click buy now and then steal all your credit card information.
So yep, I just yeah. please, 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 please know who you're buying from. Even if you know who it is, make sure it's who you're actually dealing with. Um, you know, consult a security professional if you're that concerned about it. But just this time of year, I mean, the vigilance piece never ends. But this time of year, especially, there is such there is such a spike in damage done to people by those kind of bad actors. And it's really upsetting because it's it's supposed to be a time for being with family and what are we yep. grateful for and all those things. And nothing puts a damper like that on my bank account just got emptied. So please. Yeah, on, on Black Friday. That's, yep. Yeah. Please, please, please um, just slow down to speed up. Um, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And if it's questionable, ask. Someone mm -hmm. in your life can help answer the question, is this legit? And if whatever it is is so time sensitive, if taking the time to ask the question is going to make you, quote unquote, miss the deal, the deal wasn't worth having in the first place. Yeah, or it's going to come around again in a month, like Eric said. You know what I mean? It's just, yep. just there's, yep. there's just nothing. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing so valuable that it's worth making a snap, rash, uninformed decision. So that's my soapbox on this one. Um, just want to. I'll get up on mine to, to to end it as well. <laughs> um, it's you know, I mean, and you've heard this a million times, but do it anyway. Um, shop local <laughs> where you can. Yes. You know, yep. go, go to your local mom and pop stores. You may yep. have to pay a little bit more. You may pay more, a little bit more than you would on Amazon, but you're actually helping to feed the kids of someone from your neighborhood, you know, by supporting yep. a local business kind of thing, rather than just throwing it at Amazon because you're going to save five bucks, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's a meaningful impact to, your community to go out and shop local yes, where you is. can. I mean, of course you can't always get everything locally right. that you can no. get that you need. It's not feasible. Anything anymore, that you, anything that you can, can get locally, get it locally because it's, yeah. it's going to help someone in your community. And I don't mean log off of Amazon and drive down to Best Buy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> to, be, exactly. to, to, to be clear, yeah, exactly. like, I, I will pick on a very dear friend of, of mine, ours and the show. Um, is you know leadership with a um they are so like we are we are technology consultants what we do for daily daily living um in the commercial side of things they they consult more on the av high-end electronics yep. you know when, when you when you see that person and let's face it that wealthy person's home theater they're just like oh my gosh you know life goals that's these guys it's what they do but they are a local business family owned for a very long time just recently went through a business acquisition like but like a local firm with great people working there um that's who i'm talking about go find the that if you're really set on getting a new tv this year find your local those guys and give them a call chances are they're going to be within dollars if not less and you're going to get one-on-one -on -one customer service. They've probably got installers that you can actually trust that will you know, that will support yep. the product. That's the big one for me is the value proposition. What's more valuable, saving $50 at time of purchase mm -hmm. or having a phone number that you can call when, not if, when there's a problem to help you resolve that issue post-sale? Yeah. yeah, and when you're you know, four or five cups into the eggnog trying to hang your TV on the wall and it's going to fall off later. These are the guys that you should have had <laughs> installed in the first place. In the first yeah. place. That's right. So yeah. pre eggnog. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. So that, that, that's the extension of me for it's not just the, you know, 
the super, you know, crunchy, you buy local. I agree with that. But also there is a, there's a practical element to Mm -hmm. buy local as well, which is there is a customer service aspect that cannot be replaced. So, and we, and and again, yeah, let's reiterate this. When we say local, we mean small business, not, (laughs) not your local big box store. That doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. It does. It does not. So anyway, any, with all that said, is there anything you guys are on the hunt for this year? Um, no, not particularly. I mean, I, I looks like I bought it all already. Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Not going into financial debt. No, but I, I, you know, I got some, I got some decent deals, but it was not on black Friday. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Fair enough. Cody. I might look into some like, uh, drives for my NAS, like some bigger drives yep. to go nice to. storage year. is mm. storage is a value this year i will tell you i'm currently looking at um you know just psa if you're out there um i it's known on the show i built a new pc earlier this year and um obviously i was stretching my budget as far as i could at the time so i've recouped some of those dollars in the months mm. since so i implemented a two terabyte um nvme drive originally yeah. which shocker to no one i filled up um it is possible <laughs> immediately um yeah. Yeah, so I and I put in the Samsung 990 Pro two terabyte. Uh, the 990 Pro four terabyte is on sale over a hundred dollars off right now. Oh, yeah. So um, and honestly, I just I that was one of my purchases. Purchase. One of oh, my yeah. purchases this year was the 990 two terabyte um, yep. that I just got, and I think it was on sale for like 114 bucks or something yeah, it's, like it's, that. It's it was it comparatively was ridiculously cheap. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking for. I mean, I'm not going to replace my two terabytes. It's going to be a secondary drive, you know, yeah. dedicated game and media storage. But I mean, that's that. That's probably going to be my splurge purchase this year is mm-hmm. to uh, have the storage to get full use out of the investment that I made earlier this year in that hardware. So, nice. um, the only other one it doesn't technically count as a Black Friday deal because it's not uh, on sale even a little bit, but it is sitting here on the desk next to me. So to to uh, preempt uh, an upcoming follow up episode, um, I did acquire the MetaQuest Three. Uh, finally nice. pulled the trigger pun very much intended so um if anyone was a fan one way or the other of our metaverse episode oh, golly it's been a while now yep. um, we said all we said all along we wouldn't revisit it until there was a new spin to take on it so now we've got one um i yep. spent some time kind of in there in a literal sense last night um i don't want to pre-pod about it but i've already got some things to say so uh i'm looking forward to well, doing that I mean, with you guys in the here in the coming weeks we've been We've been paying the rent on that high-rise office space <laughs> for all year. this time I in the metaverse. It's time that, that we go yeah. back. You know, <laughs> we, we got to dust that thing off. Uh, oh my gosh, it's it's all right, Eric. We we only we only signed the lease on that in NFTs, so we're safe. Oh, okay, we're uh, good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, on that digital bombshell it means nice it's it's all it's all metaphorical at this point i think we will wrap it up there for this time anything else you guys have for we call it for a blessedly long weekend no let's let's bring it full circle jump on chat gpt and see if it can find you black friday deals let us know in the comments yeah. Do not give the robot your credit card information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I that. feel the need to make that yes. abundantly clear. So, all right. Like I will. That's it. Like, like <laughs> and subscribe. There we go. Well, thank you guys as always. And we will catch y'all next time. Later. Later. Later.